No one enjoys sacrifice. Now we do it, but, but usually we have to be convinced that our sacrifice is worth it. We sacrifice in sports in hopes that all of our effort in practice, in strength training, that all of that will help us one day win. We sacrifice for our career because we hope that all those extra hours after the day is done, all of that extra effort will help us get a bigger paycheck at the end of the month. We sacrifice for our children because we want them to grow and to thrive and we we realize that sacrifice is worth it. But most of us don't set out on Monday morning looking for some place to sacrifice ourselves that week. We'll do it if we have to, but if it isn't really necessary, if there's another way, why bother? Leviticus begins with a description of sacrifice. Now, as believers, we don't bring our oxes and sheep to church with us because we know that Christ has offered the ultimate sacrifice on our behalf. But the reasons why Jesus had to do that, the reasons why Jesus had to go to the cross are right here in the first chapter of Leviticus. And they are essential for us to understand. We're going to start reading this morning in verse 3 of Leviticus chapter 1. If the offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he is to offer a male without defect. He must present it at the entrance of the tent of meeting so that it will be acceptable to the Lord. He is to lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. He is to slaughter the young bull before the Lord. And then Aaron's sons, the priests, shall bring the blood and sprinkle it against the altar on all sides at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Now, in these instructions that were given to the nation of Israel as they were going through the Exodus experience. In these instructions, we have the reason why Jesus had to go to the cross. And the reason we give thanks today. Now, first of all, let's take a look at the reason why. We need to recognize the absolute necessity of a perfect sacrifice. Leviticus chapter 1 provides some instructions for the way the people were to bring their sacrificial offerings. These offerings were to be from the herd, that would be cattle or oxen, or from the flock, that would be sheep or goats, or it could be a bird, which typically was a dove or a pigeon. And the reason is obvious. Some people might have cattle. Some people might have sheep. And some people might not have any herds whatsoever, and they could go and capture a bird. And even if they couldn't do that, there were birds that were raised there for that process. But there was one thing that all of those sacrifices were to have in common. They were all to be without defect. 
Again there in verse 3, the Bible says, If the offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he is to offer a male without defect. He must present it at the entrance of the tent of meeting so that it will be acceptable to the Lord. The sacrifice had to be an actual sacrifice. You were not to bring just some reject cow that you didn't want at all. You were to bring the best of the herd. An animal without defect. And it was to be brought to the tent of the meeting. That, that was a tent that was pitched outside the camp of, of Israel as they would encamp along their, their progress as they moved through the wilderness. They would set up what was called the tent of meeting. It was the place where the sacrifices were made. It was a place where Moses went to meet with God in Exodus chapter 33. And Leviticus describes the process of bringing a voluntary sacrifice to the Lord. Bringing an animal without defect signifies how much it cost. Nothing was to be held back. Uh, the word for without defect, it's the Hebrew word tamim. And it means complete or whole. The idea was the very best was to be given to God. Nothing held back. What is our very best? Good to have Kendra here with us this morning. Well, when she was in preschool, her teacher wrote us a note that she'd gotten in a little tussle at school one day and ex explained that we needed to come and talk to the teacher about that. So, so we did, and uh, we sat down with her and uh, we explained to Kendra that, you know, that's not the way we're supposed to act. And after we talked a while, uh, Marsha asked her which one of her pens did she have that she took to school, her writing pens that was her favorite. And so she got out her favorite one. If, if I remember right, it was one she got on vacation. And it was just this really fancy pen that she really enjoyed. And so Marsha told her, well, then tomorrow you need to take that pen to school. And you need to give it to that friend of yours that you didn't treat very well yesterday. And Kendra said, wait a minute, this is my favorite pen. But mom hung strong. And she said to her, you're going to give her something that means something to you. It was a lesson she didn't forget. Me either. From then on, I made sure I didn't bite anybody on the playground. I like my pen. God didn't need the sacrifices of Israel. He didn't need the cows and the sheep and the birds. But the people of Israel did. They needed to let go of something that meant something to them. The very best of their herd, of their flock. It was to be a real sacrifice. But there was a problem. The reality is, there's no animal without defect. 
even the very best of your herd had something wrong with it. And therein lies the reason we celebrate today. Jesus did for us what we could not do. He offered the perfect sacrifice. Because even our very best will never measure up to the perfection of God. The perfect sacrifice was something that only Jesus could do for you and me. And He did. And so this morning we should give thanks. We should praise His name. Because He took our place. As the worshiper brought their sacrifice, they were to bring it there to the entrance of the tent of meeting and then follow some very specific instructions that are given here in Leviticus chapter 1 verse 4. He is to lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. He is to slaughter the young bull before the Lord. And then Aaron's sons, the priest, shall bring the blood and sprinkle it against the altar on all sides at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The sacrifice was a graphic display of our need for forgiveness and atonement. This wasn't something that was easy. The worshiper would lay his hand there on the head of the animal to be offered. It, it indicated the offerer's desperate need for what was about to happen. And it would indicate the cost. The word for atonement is a significant word. It, it's a word that means to pardon or to cleanse. And the cost here is graphic. The sacrifice was slaughtered and then burned, completely consumed. Its blood poured out on the sides of the altar. And the worshiper was an active participant in all of this. And the reason was that the impact of the sacrifice could not be missed. This offering was given completely for the atonement of the worship. There was no turning back. There was no withholding. It was all given. Later the prophets would foretell the sacrifice of the Messiah on our behalf. Isaiah chapter 53, the prophet Isaiah says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. The New Testament reveals the impact the sacrifice of Christ has for us. 
Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrates His love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? We stand at the tent of meeting with nothing. Recognizing that we have no sacrifice worthy of a perfect, holy God. We have no hope. And then Jesus steps in. He takes our place. He gives Himself the perfect sacrifice. He who has no sin takes our sin. There was a a shopping center near our house when I was growing up. It really was just a a little uh, strip center. I don't know, there were five or six stores there. One of them was called Wins Five and Dime. I quickly discovered that there was absolutely nothing in that store that was five cents and there was only one or two that were a dime. And after a while, even they went up in price. (laughs) Most weeks, I'd go in that store with my nickel and my dime and I'd come out of the store with my nickel and my dime. (laughs) Even the pack of gum was a quarter. I couldn't even get that. The ultimate point of the Old Testament sacrifice was spiritually what I discovered there in the winds five and nine. We don't have enough. Even our very best does not measure up to the perfection of God. But this morning, this Palm Sunday, as we think about that final week in the life of Christ, how willingly He came into The city of Jerusalem, not hiding, not retreating from what he knew was directly ahead of him, but in broad daylight in front of everyone, he stepped in for us. He made the ultimate sacrifice. He gave himself for us. And that's why we sing. It's why we give praise. It's why we come together today and worship. It's why we join with believers around the world and lift up the name of Jesus. It's why today we should leave this place seeking in every way possible to live for Him. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Heavenly Father, we would worship you today our songs, with our prayers, with our words, we would seek to glorify you. For you have given the ultimate sacrifice on our behalf. You've given everything. You held nothing back. 
Because that's what it took. Nothing short of the perfect life of your Son would provide the atonement and forgiveness that we desperately need. And so God would give you praise. And Heavenly Father, we would ask this morning that Your presence would be very real right here in this place. In this moment, Heavenly Father, we pray. Maybe there's someone here that doesn't know that forgiveness and grace in their life. Maybe they're standing there at the tent of meeting and they've realized the problem that they don't have anything to give. Oh, Heavenly Father, help them to realize you've done it all for them. You've paid the price in full. And all they have to do is enter in. God, we celebrate you today. For your great sacrifice, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.